Awesome, guys. Welcome back to another edition of Fire and Ice Sports. It is Wednesday, October 3rd, after a wild weekend of baseball, football, professional, and the collegiate level as well. As always, my name is Evan Smoke. I am your resident fire. I am a second year at the University of Georgia, and about three hours southeast of me is the local ice, Bryson Wheeler, back after his one-week hiatus due to illness. He is here to return the favor and retake his spot as number two host. You got big shoes to fill after Noah stepped in for you last week. How are we feeling? How are you doing? And what are your plans to make me believe you should keep your job? Well, um, I've got a little introduction song for us. Well, I mean, as you can see, the song's called I Hate Alabama. And while I don't really hate Alabama, um, that was a wild game. And I cannot believe that Alabama lost this weekend. That was actually one of our locks in our uh, Instagram live Saturday morning. If you remember, we had Alabama plus eighteen as a lo- or minus eighteen as a lock. And funny thing is, I think that we're going to hammer Alabama this week again. It, I think it's just a fluke game. But wow, what a weekend! The Red River rivalry was a great week or a great game. The Ole Miss Arkansas game was great, and. We've got a lot to talk about on this podcast. It may go a little over, so just sit tight, people. Yeah, we definitely got a lot to break down. But, hey, it's always a good thing when you talk about sports too much. Um, as always, Jackson or Noah is going to be on the other side with their trivia question. Noah's got us right here. All right, here we go. Okay, in the 2021 season, which NFL team has the least touchdown passes? Got to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is not. I know the Patriots and Texans have not had many. Um, I guess that's a good question. I like Patriots or Texans, but I feel like Texans too easy. I know he didn't give us that. Yeah, but Brandon Cooks has done pretty well. Like he's got a, he's got three or four on the year. I mean, I don't know if anybody has less than that. Um, give me. I guess I'll just go with the Colts. I don't know. It is not. It is the Chicago Bears with a total of two touchdown passes. Wow. Where's Pittsburgh on that list? Let's see. They have six, Pittsburgh. Okay, that ain't many. How many of the Colts got? Seven. Seven. All right. All right. Well, let's hop into some baseball real quick. As everybody should know, the Braves won in a huge fashion last night. Freddie Freeman with a go-ahead homer in the eighth. We were on the way home from ref and football, and we were listening to it on the radio, and we just started going nuts when he hit it. And so the Braves went in four behind some really, really good pitching. And Jock Peterson, who had two pinch hit homers for us, won in the game that we were there. And that place was electric after that. What are your thoughts on the Braves? Well, I think the Braves kind of shut people down. I mean, because I think the biggest question for the Atlanta team was how is their pitching going to perform in the playoffs? And the pitching was phenomenal. They pitched two shutouts. Last night was a little bit rough, but we were throwing Charlie Morton on some, you know, Close days, and I think that's great. The only times you gave up runs in the entire series is when your best pitcher just got beat a couple times. Still phenomenal performances by Charlie both times. 
Ian Anderson had a good showing. Max Reed had a good showing. You were able to win three straight games after the uh, the initial game one loss. You shut down the Brewers' offense completely. Um, I think it was a great win, and I think it sets the stage that this team is not a pushover. I mean, I don't think we're of the same caliber that we were last year, but last year we were the head and shoulders, you know, better team than the Dodgers at one point before we collapsed. You know, the only thing that makes me sad is just we don't have Acuna, and we're probably going to be without Solaire for at least the first two games of the next series. Yeah, I agree. And But you know what's crazy is I thought our offense would be the carrying point kind of in the pitch, and, you know, it would be good but not great. Well, it was the opposite this series. The pitching was phenomenal, and it was worrying me going into last night because two of the three games we had played, Jock Peterson had been our only run support. But last night, you know, the offense opened up a little more. We scored five runs, which is pretty solid. And that, that Milwaukee pitching staff is amazing. With oh, Corbin yeah. Burns and Woodruff, I mean, they're just stacked. And so I'm glad that we could finish them off so we didn't have to go back to Milwaukee for game five and see Burns. No, but, um, tomorrow night, the Dodgers and the Giants play at 9 o'clock to see who faces the Braves. You've got Logan Webb versus Julio Urias. So, good pitch and matchup. Logan Webb has been phenomenal for the Giants this year. I'm pretty sure he has a sub-3 ERA, and he's actually the youngest Giants pitcher to pitch in a sudden-death game in the playoffs at 24 years old. So, Really big series. I'm hoping the Giants can win because the Braves always just seem to struggle with the Dodgers. And the Giants, we've played them pretty well this year. While they're not a pushover, definitely, and they'll probably be the favorite to beat us, but I would much rather see the Giants next series. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to take the Giants. Uh, I picked them in the regular season to beat out the Dodgers. They had that big series win near the end of the season. I think they're going to get it done tomorrow. I think the home crowd is definitely going to help the Giants. I winning the series. I think it's going to be a great uh, NLCS, you know, come next week whenever we get to start that. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping for the Giants. Wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers won, but I'm taking the Giants to win tomorrow night and close it out. Yeah, and I think I'm picking the Giants as well, and that's kind of a shocker because the Dodgers just, you know, looked as the favorite and everything, and we both have them losing in the first round of the playoffs. But let's jump to the American League real quick. You've got the Red Sox who won in four games on back-to-back walk-offs against the Rays. The Red Sox have surprised people all year long. You know, I bet on them to not make the playoffs before the season. They sneak in as a wild card, win the wild card game, and now win the next series in four games. They they just look really good right now and are playing the Astros who just absolutely overpowered the White Sox in four games. The White Sox were lucky to win one. The Astros' offense was just amazing. So what are your thoughts on that upcoming series? I think it'll be a great series. I'd like to apologize for picking the White Sox. That was not good at all. But um, I I don't know. It's very interesting that the Astros are playing this well. They kind of had like a mid – they were very quiet. They were overshadowed. They had a great year, but nobody ever was like, the Astros are doing really good. It was just like, oh, yeah, they're, they're doing pretty good down there in Houston. And now with the Rays out, they have to be the odds-on favorite to represent the AL in the World Series, and that's going to agitate people. But I'd rather them go than the Red Sox. So it's just a lose-lose in the AL side. Yeah, well, who are your predictions to make it to the World Series with those four teams? Or, well, I guess, assuming the Giants win, who we both pick. Who are your play- or World Series? I'll take Giants and Astros. 
Okay, I'm going to take the Astros and Braves. I'm still going to go with my pick in the Braves, hoping the Giants win, and I think we can beat them in six or seven. Noah, what's your thoughts? Who you got? Well, I picked the Astros in the beginning to win it all, so I got to stick with that, and I think the Giants come out on top. All right. Well, Evan, do you have anything else on baseball before we jump into football? No. All right. Well, let's jump into football. It was a wild, wild weekend. I know you were down here to watch it with us and celebrate the Alabama loss with us. So let's jump into that. Alabama loses. You know, it was a weird game. Nobody expected A&M to win. You know, Bryce Bryce Young, while if you look at the stat line, it looks like a really good stat line. But he struggled at times. He missed some open throws that he usually doesn't miss. You know, Alabama had a lot of costly penalties. Their wide receivers uh, dropped a lot of balls. The offensive line kind of got dominated. Now, while Texas A&M does have a future first-rounder on that defensive line, it it did not look like a a Nick Saban-led team. So what were your thoughts on that loss? I've got three big components, and I think one of them is that Bryce Young showed its head. Like, we, we, we talked about it before the season. We talked about it after the Florida game. He was going to go through some growing pains. Nobody is going to be perfect first season ever, especially with the talent that Alabama has to play week in and week out. You know, and it, and it showed. While his stat line was still good, he made some costly errors when throws. His decisions weren't good. He was holding on the ball too long and getting sacked. It was not that well of an – it was a very lackluster Alabama quarterback game. You know, kind of kind of similar to the Blake Sims and Jake Coker era, you know, in 2015-2014, whenever that was. I don't exactly remember. But um, the offensive line is pitiful, just pitiful. Um, and, I, and I think that's a little bit of an overreaction, and I think that's a little bit too. This team is not done. And I think for people to say that, and I think people have come off their Saturday high and have started to realize that, but I don't think this is an Alabama team that can win a championship. One of the biggest things I kept seeing was from Alabama fans and their fan base was, remember the last time we lost a game? We still won the national championship. Yeah, but you lost that game to a ranked Auburn team or you lost that to a Johnny Menzel, old uh, Johnny Menzel, Texas a or you lost that game to a Jordan Tamu, Ole Miss, you know, Chad Kelly, Ole Miss. I mean, you had some great guys on that other team that just beat you. You lost to Texas A&M. A&M didn't go in there and beat you. You shot yourself in the foot repeatedly. You gave up bad penalties. You gave up bad sacks. Zach Calzada, who last week was getting called to get benched, looked like an all-star versus you. And while, again, it was a very bad game, I'm not counting Alabama out. But I don't know if this is the same bounce-back, one-loss Alabama team that we've seen, you know, in years prior. What What is your take on it? I mean, I still view them as Alabama the king of college football. I just think it was a really weird game. I think maybe they were kind of overlooking them. You know, Zach Calzada, like you talked about, played great, and he had the injury and still came back and led them to a win. I just – I think it was just a really weird fluke game. Like, I think if the two teams played this next weekend, Alabama probably wins by 20, 25. I just – I don't know. It was – Texas A&M just called them at the right time. I'll put it like that. But now Alabama is in this position. They must win out. They have to win the SEC championship to go to the college football playoff. And not to count the eggs before the hatch, but a proverbial matchup with Georgia if needed. I feel much better about a Georgia victory now 
than I did, you know, before last week because what were Alabama's two main problems? They got dominated on the offensive line and the, either the quarterback play – well, I'd say the wide receiver drops really hurt. The wide receiver drops. Okay. What are, what are Georgia's two – what is Georgia's strong point and what is Georgia's weakness? Their strong point is the D-line. Their weakness is the secondary. So those two things combined, you've got their weakness where we could get wide receiver drops and wide receiver pressure on an already subpar wide receiver unit and a subpar offensive line against our front seven. Now, I'm not saying we were going to win that game, but in the lieu of a national championship, an Alabama matchup might happen twice, and I don't know if that team's beating you twice. Well, I don't think that the drops are not going to happen all the time. Look, they've got a great receiving core, in my opinion, with Jamison Williams, who's probably a top three wide receiver in the nation. John Mechie, who, while he has not played too good this year yet, is probably a top 10 to 15 wide receiver in the nation. And then Jaleel Billingsley, who's a phenomenal tight end. I think it was just a weird fluke game. Like I said, if they play it 10 times, Alabama kills them probably eight. So I just think it's a weird game. A&M caught them at the right time. But let's flip your Georgia Bulldogs real quick. And Noah just left probably because he knew we were about to talk about it. But um, Georgia moves to number one after dominating Auburn. So what were your thoughts on that one? We came out a little slow like I expected. I expected it to be a little rattled. You know, big SEC road test. You know, I'm glad that our defense held strong. We did give up a touchdown, which is, you know – antagonizing but that's a great statement when you're agitated that you gave up a touchdown your defense has been pretty well um so all of those things considered had a phenomenal game just like he did last year versus Auburn it's becoming more and more of a question if JT or Stetson should remain the starter at least deserves another chance but at any point of underplay I mean I'd be fine with a two quarterback system I mean I just I don't think the quarterback is going to make or break any of your games, and if that's if it comes to that, then you're probably going to lose the game as it is. Because if if you're if people score on your defense, there's very little hope for you, you know, beyond. <laughs> so yeah, because it's kind of like I, Georgia's defense has been phenomenal, and while the offense has put up points, that first of all they've not played that really good defense yet, and second of all. They, they've not been put in the place to where they have to score. The defense has just shut out people. So, like you said, if they play Alabama or Ohio State or Oklahoma, who has that really good offense, who may, may can put up, you know, 20 on the defense, can the offense step up enough to – and we're – No. I think, I think those teams, I think our offense can score 20 points on them. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm just saying, you know, we've not had to see Stetson or JT have to – absolutely stepping up for y'all. You might lose the game, but just because the offense was not putting up points. But, you know, that was a long time ago. You know, both teams have gotten a lot better, so we'll just see about that in the future. Yep. The thing I want to talk about is – Oklahoma leading – or Oklahoma having a large com- comeback in the Red River rivalry behind Caleb Williams. Spencer Rattler got benched, and Caleb Williams, the freshman, came in and looked phenomenal. 
were what this man did enough. Now, am I saying he should be, you know, Heisman high or first first pick, you know, in a few years hot right now? No. But coming into a rivalry game like that and play, getting your first valuable playing time and playing like he did is in, incredible about his stature and how he got prepared for this game. So uh, what were your thoughts on that game? continues to win games they have no business winning. And that's the one thing that worries me is this Oklahoma team seems almost like a team of destiny because there's so many games they should have lost by now, and yet they haven't. They're sitting there at six and nine. You know, they're sitting there with a perfect shot at the Big 12 and a perfect shot at a college football playoff. I mean, sure, they're going to have probably another five or six close games that have no reason being that close, but they'll win out. And they'll, they'll get their shot in the playoff, probably. I just don't see – this might be the worst undefeated team I've seen in a long time. Like, I don't I don't know how else to say it. I'm, like I told you, I didn't care about this game because neither of these teams really mattered. And I, and I stand by the statement, you know, still today. I don't think either of these teams are national playoff caliber, but one of them is going to end up going. And it's antagonizing that someone like Cincinnati or Iowa or, you know, even a – Michigan or Michigan State might get left out because Oklahoma to go. Oregon, I think, is a good team that continues to just get beat up, you know, by random teams in the Pac-12. I think Spencer Rattler's gone. I think his ego is going to get to him, and he'll be in the transfer portal in the next three weeks. Or just go to the draft. Um, he, he's done at Oklahoma. He doesn't want to play for that team anymore. I, can, I saw it when he left the field before they were celebrating. He didn't even celebrate with his teammates. Um, very, very He did really well. He had a two-like moment like he had in I mean, excuse me, championship a couple years ago. I just, I, I, I could give a crap less about this game. I don't, I don't see any real national championship prognosis for either of these teams. Well, there's one thing that I want to talk about. Now, you know, before the season, I was really, really high on Oklahoma. And they disappointed me so much that I picked against them this past week. And it looked like a really good pick till about, you know, midway. Oklahoma just flipped the switch. And that's why I'm pausing on this Oklahoma team. I want to see how they play the next couple weeks under Caleb Williams. If you'd asked me before Saturday if they were a championship contender, I would have said, heck no. I don't even think they'll make the playoffs. You ask me now after seeing that team with sure. I want to see him play a couple next couple weeks. I think this is a completely new Oklahoma team, and I think it's going to be the Oklahoma team that I expected to see at the beginning of the year with Spencer Rattler. I think the play we're going to get from Caleb Williams is going to be what we expected from him. Paul's, I'm not going to say, you know, whether they're a championship contender or not yet. I just want to see them the next few weeks under him. The yeah, next I, I, thing, go ahead. It's like I get that prognosis, and, I, and I'm and I'm waiting too because maybe Caleb Williams will prove me wrong. But just this Oklahoma team is so. I mean, I'm agitated that they're that you know what are they ranked four now in the country at six and zero oh with about five maybe losses. I mean, they played with Tulane. Yeah, they, I mean, they, I agree. I agree what you're saying, but I just think this completely new team right now with this quarterback change. I mean, I might be over exaggerating right here, but I don't. I don't care who the quarterback is. Yeah, they might go to the playoffs. I'm. I would take. 
I would probably even take Cincinnati over. Give me Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. All of those teams might be head and shoulders above this one. I agree, and, you know, I'm a firm believer in that Cincinnati team, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. But the next thing I want to talk about is Ole Miss and Arkansas was an instant classic. Watching it back and forth between the Texas Oklahoma and that game, and there were just points put up by both sides. K.J. Jefferson led Arkansas to a really good game, and Matt Corral led them to a victory on Ole Miss. So what were your thoughts on that one? Poor Arkansas. Just poor Arkansas. You're either a hero or a goat when you go for two to win, and Sam Pittman was a goat. But Arkansas made me – Arkansas, that game make me made me feel better because I view it like this. All right, UGA held that team to zero points, beat them 37 to zero, and the week later they hung with Old Miss, who put 51 on Old Miss. Old Miss put 52 on them, and then Old Miss put 21 on Alabama – and Alabama only beat Ole Miss by 21. You know, it just – that's a great thing to say. I mean, like, and I understand games are different. Atmospheres were different. You know, playing for your life versus playing, you know, undefeated is a different mindset, and I get that. And I'm not – I mean, it's, it's like trying to compare apples to oranges. But you held a team to zero points that scored 51 on a top 15 team in the country. I, I felt really good about that. Yeah, well – you know, it was a phenomenal game, really fun to watch. I think both got a lot of respect to their names. It both looked really good offensively. Both defenses looked pitiful. But um, we'll see how, if either of them, you know, can ma- make a push towards the New Year's Six Bowl. Um, the next game I want to talk about is Iowa makes a large comeback against Penn State as they lose Sean Clifford. You know, we were kind of like, their superpower was the children's way to the hospital, which is a phenomenal, you know, gesture by Iowa. But it it really was. It was like as soon as that happened, a switch flipped from, and they make a comeback and beat Penn State in a big, big matchup in the Big Ten. Now Penn State did lose Sean Clifford, but props to Iowa for making the comeback. What were your thoughts on that one? It just proved that I hate. This, but it just proves what we all thought. That darn team in Columbus, Ohio is going to come back and make the playoffs. Uh, those, neither of those teams are touching Ohio State the way they're playing right now. I thought after the Oregon loss, we were finally going to get a year without them. I thought Iowa State would be the, you know, big story. And they're going to, you know, that little team from Ames is not Ames, but um, I forgot. <laughs> It was, I mean, Iowa's offense couldn't score inside, like, the 20, like, twice. They were kicking field goals from that distance. And it just proved that the defense is amazing, but the offense is lackluster. And I promise you, Ohio State's defense is better than that offense, and Ohio State's offense might be better than that defense. Yeah. That Big Ten championship game is going to be really well because I expect Iowa to win out. But I don't, I don't think a one-loss Iowa is getting in over a one-loss or undefeated Cincinnati, or at least I hope not, because whoever gets Iowa is going to fall. Yeah, I agree, and that's what we're going to touch on next, both of those teams, Ohio State and Cincy. And I, I think Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten as well. They've been dominating lately, and they dominated Maryland this past weekend as C.J. Stroud goes for 400 yards. You know, I remember talking about him, I think it was after week one or two, and I was talking about I'm not sold on C.J. Stroud yet. I'm sold on him now. He's looked phenomenal the last few weeks. That was the one thing kind of holding Ohio State back was the quarterback play, and he's looked really good. And 
winning so big. And on the other hand, Cincinnati has just been pummeling opponents as well. They beat Temple 52-3. to Both of those teams look like top four teams, in my opinion, along with Georgia and Alabama. That will be who I think are the top four teams. So what are your thoughts on those two teams? I'm still never sold on Cincy. Um, I, I, I hope they get their opportunity. I don't think ha- I don't know how well they'll perform once they get to that matchup, but I do hope they get the opportunity because they deserve it. They they run the table, saying they were supposed to do. They scheduled the big boys, they beat them. They scheduled the little. They had the little guys in conference and destroyed them. You know they're conference champion at thirteen and zero. There's no reason they shouldn't go. And I just had this nice. They might get screwed. You know by a if the SEC or the Big Ten has to sneak in two teams. Um, you yeah. know, they're great. Saving Grace really hoping Oklahoma loss happens. But all yeah. of that, I just oh, – Go ahead. All that said, Ohio State's looking like a championship-caliber team. Um, Cincinnati looks like one, too. But I just, I'm just not sold if Cincinnati's going to, A, perform in the matchups, which is not, not needed because most of the college football playoff semifinals have been blowouts. I'm well aware. But I just, I just hope they get the opportunity. Yeah, and, you know, it's going to be hard if, let's say, Jordan went out and if Bama was to win in the SEC championship, Oklahoma goes undefeated, Ohio State goes undefeated, or Iowa goes undefeated, wins the Big Ten. Who do you leave out of that along with Cincinnati? That's kind of the problem that you're talking about there. You may have five really respectable teams to go to the playoffs. I'm not sure who they'd leave out. It'd probably be Cincinnati at the moment. Six. What? You'd have six. Uh, well, I will say – Yeah, well, I, I would say in the Big Ten is in and the loser would be out. Well, not necessarily. I mean, if I was undefeated and has got a close loss to Ohio State, it's kind of hard to keep them out. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but I just feel like he's not going to view this Iowa team as one of the top four teams if they lose that game. Just because they haven't had these, you know, really good wins, haven't looked like great in the wins. Yes, they beat Penn State, but it was a Sean Cliffordless Penn State large comeback in it. So I, I just don't think they view them as that team. And and another thing, no matter how good Iowa State, I mean, excuse me, not Iowa State, Ohio State's player, they have to go through a gauntlet. They have to play Michigan. They have to play Penn State. They have to play Michigan State. They eventually would have to play Iowa in an possible Big Ten championship. That's four top ten wins they'd have to have as it sits right. Yeah, that's a gauntlet right there. And if Ohio State does that and wins out, they are a legit championship contender in my opinion. They probably would be the number one team in the the number one or two team in the country if Georgia doesn't win the SEC championship. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, well, let's jump into the NFL real quick. And the first thing I want to talk about is, are the Chiefs in trouble? You know, they've been the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl the last couple years, and they've looked really good. But this year they've started off two and three. So do you think the Chiefs are in trouble? No. I don't know if they're the same caliber of team we've seen in the past where they just dominate everybody and kind of cakewalk to the Super Bowl. But I don't think they're in trouble. I think they might have to play a little harder – Maybe they're not the top three team. Maybe they're a top five team this year or something like that. But I, I'm not never going to give up on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, no matter the early season struggles. <laughs> they'll find them. Yeah, I agree with that. You have to have that power, firepower no matter what. 
but the defense has looked really bad lately. And does Patrick Mahomes need that? You know, well, I guess you could say third option, but second wide receiver on offense. They lose Clyde Edwards O'Leary for a while, so you'll see a lot of Daryl Williams. They're talking about bringing in Marlon Mack. So can one of them step up for them? It, I, I think the Chiefs kind of are in trouble at the moment. Now, will they probably still make the playoffs? Yes. But like you said, I don't think this is the same Chiefs team that we've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah, and to kind of at our next point, there's a team out in L.A. that might have something to say about that division title. Absolutely, and that's what we're talking about with Herbert impressing again in big win over the Browns. You know, I didn't get to watch the end of this game because we're making a ball team and we're having practice. But I was keeping up with the score updates, and it was just like every other second, this team scores, this team scores. Justin Herbert looked phenomenal, went for 400 yards. This is the guy that me and you were raving about coming out of the draft. What are your thoughts on that game? Justin Herbert continues to prove that he's an MVP caliber player. He continues to make strides in his game every week. And and I want to shout out the Browns. The Browns played a heck of a game in that matchup between them and the Ravens for the NFC North Championship with the Bengals, who are playing surprisingly better than we thought. All three of those teams have got a legit shot to make the playoffs in the AFC. And I think the Chiefs and the Chargers can have a very deep race. I think the AFC South, it looks wide open. No one in the AFC South looks good, you know? So, I mean, I think, I mean, I think like the Jaguars and Texans are a, a couple steps behind, but either the Colts or the Titans could really win that division. When you look at the AFC, what am I missing? East. Oh, yeah. The, well, the Bills have that wrapped up. But all things considered, the AFC looks more wide open than it has in years. Yeah, I agree with what you said. And the next thing I want to talk about is Lamar Jackson leading the Ravens in a big second-half comeback. You know, Jackson and Noah were making fun of me because I've all, I'm not a Lamar hater. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. But I've always said he has not been able to pass the ball when they have to win. His playoff stats, they're awful. And I – he kind of proved that he can pass to win this past Monday night. So what what were your thoughts on that one? Lamar, Lamar played really well. The Ravens played really well. I mean, I think this team is – I don't know if they're – I wouldn't call them a Super Bowl contender. I'd call them a Super Bowl sleeper. I think they're, they're up there with the Chiefs. They're up there with the Chargers. They're up there with the Bills. They're up there, you know, with – I mean, just by a mission to playoffs, whoever wins the AFC South. Um, but all things on that front, I, I like the Ravens. I think they're a decent team this year. Yeah, I agree. And I think they're a Super Bowl contender if Lamar can keep passing to win games. It, it's like I said, when they get down in games, you know, to high-power offense like the Bills or the Chiefs and teams like that, Lamar has not been able to lead them back by passing the ball. They've always been a team – that just needs to play good defense and run the ball, pound the rock, and, you know, keep them in the game and then just pull away at the end by physicality. But if Lamar can do what he did this past Monday night on a regular basis, watch out for this team. Absolutely. And the last thing we want to talk about is the rookie quarterbacks. And two weeks ago, we made a podcast, and we were on these rookie quarterbacks and how they are playing. Last week, we got rave about them a little bit. And this week, they – Kind of, they kept improving, I'll say. Trey Lance, you know, he looked all right passing the ball, but he ran for 89 yards. It's a pretty good outing there for him. Mac Jones had a decent outing. 
Trevor Lawrence had a pretty good outing. Justin Fields is improving, and Zach Wilson is still Zach Wilson. I'll just put it like that. But yeah. so, what are your thoughts on these younger quarterbacks? I think all performed better than standards. Um, but I'm excited to see what Kyle Shanahan does with Trey Lance in San Francisco. I think that's a very interesting experiment. I'd like that the Justin Fields experience in Chicago is moving forward and progressing into a, I guess, a better atmosphere. Um, Trevor Lawrence is just a victim of the awful, awful circumstances that are happening in Jacksonville right now. And speaking of circumstances, the rookie quarterbacks are bad, but John Gruden's messy exit from the Raiders has just put a cloud over that performing team. And that's the crappy part. The Raiders are better than they've probably been in the last five years this year. And now they just cloud of, you know, whatever you want to call it that happened to Gruden and the team over there. Yeah, absolutely, because Derek Carr has been leading that team to a really high-powered offense. Now nobody's talking about that there anymore. So it's kind of a shame. Yeah. And Okay, so that's all I've got for football. You got anything else? Yes. I want – not for the NFL, just before we close the show, I have two questions. I want your top four teams, who you think will make the playoffs, not your top four teams, who, who will make the playoffs, and I want a bold prediction. Okay. Well – I'm going to say Alabama comes back and beats Georgia in the SEC championship, and I think both get in. I think Ohio State definitely gets in. And I'm going to go Cincinnati because while we talked about that Oklahoma team and I was saying I want to wait to see are they for real, I think that they're probably going to slip up somewhere. Should they? No. But are they – most likely, yes. I'm not sure to who. It may just be, you know, one of those close games that they've been pulling out wins and just lose it. So, you what? rank those teams. How would you rank those teams? I think Ohio State's going to be the one. Like we were talking about, that gauntlet. And, you know, the early losses are kind of looked away by the committee. You know, he loves Ohio State. So I think Ohio State's probably going to be that one. I would say Alabama is the two just because of the head-to-head. And I think just to push away from that immediate rematch, they'll slide in Cincinnati at three and then Georgia at four. Not because Georgia four or anything. That just seems like the committee's thought process. You know you know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying. I think they might move Cincy to two, but they do hate on group of five, so we'll see how it goes. And then, what's your national championship of those matchups? You got Ohio State beat Georgia and Alabama City. No, I would have Georgia and Alabama rematch. And yeah. I, as of now, it's just like I said, I'm, I'm still picking this Alabama team. Could it be just because of my hate for Georgia? It may be, but this Alabama team, people are starting to forget about them right now. I think they're still a really, really good team. I think it's just a fluke weekend. I don't think you're going to see anything close to that again. I think this weekend against Mississippi State, they're going to absolutely pummel them. I think they'll probably win by about 40. The line's 17. So, uh, what are your top four? My top four, as it stands today, I'm going to leave Georgia at number one. So, well, see, this is how I view about it. And, And I'll even go ahead and say my bold prediction. I don't think Alabama loses again, but I think they get scared. I think, I think Arkansas has a really good shot to give them a run. Now, they'll win probably by like 10 by the end of it. 
but there'll be a couple quarters where the Alabama faithful are going to get worried and worried about an SEC championship. Cause look, I don't think this old miss team is going to slip up. I think, I think if, I think they're going to finish the season with that one loss. I think they could be right there waiting, you know, for Alabama to choke again. I don't think they will. I think Alabama will go to Atlanta. I think I just, my bold prediction is I think Alabama is going to play a close game again. Now I don't think they lose this one, but they're going to play a close one. Um, so this is how I view it. And you can take your pick in one way or another. Neither Georgia nor Alabama will beat the other twice. I don't think you, the series will be split in some capacity. Nobody's beating the other team twice. And I, I, I firmly believe that after this weekend. I will say Alabama goes to the SEC championship and beats them. I would say Alabama, and I've got Ohio State. I mean, and I have – I don't have Oklahoma, and I just don't know about Cincy. So, just for the sake of it, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave Cincy at the at the three, like you did. I've got your same four, but don't be surprised if that's a one loss Iowa, because here's how I view it: if Cincinnati loses, which they have a history of doing to smaller teams, the next best team to put in would be either a one loss Oklahoma or a one loss Iowa, and at that point. Who the crap cares? Like, that's yeah, a free, I agree. That's a free win either way. I'm gonna take. I'll take this. I'll take the matchup of. I'll take Cincy Bama. I'll take Ohio State Georgia, and I've got Georgia Alabama. But I got Georgia winning because I have Alabama winning in the SEC championship. There, nobody is beating the other team twice, and, yeah, I, and I think that's a. I, I think that's a fair statement. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I understand what you're saying. I kind of agree that neither team will beat them twice. That's just kind of what I'm rolling with right now. I It just hates me to pick Georgia to win a national championship, so that's probably why I'm not doing it. You know, what's your bold prediction? I gave you mine. All right, my bold prediction is I think that Texas A&M off this really high week this past weekend is on cloud nine and gets upset at Missouri. These Missouri <laughs> games are crazy. They just have this weird feeling. Every time Florida goes and plays a noon game at Missouri, I, I just am scared to death because it's just weird vibes. I think if, if, loses if Missouri beats A&M, Alabama does not deserve to be ranked. Missouri is pitiful. Well, it's, Evan, like I said, I don't think that that Bama team – I don't know. It's just a weird game. Like I, like I said, if they play it 100 times – Alabama probably loses two. And with 90, 90 to 93 being absolute blowouts, in my opinion, I think it's just a weird weekend. And I think A&M's going to lose this week because they're on cloud nine. I mean, it, it could be very true, but whew, that would be a fall from grace. Yeah, I agree. But um, any closing mar- remarks or want to talk about anything else? Well, I NBA starts next week. We probably should have started talking about them this week, but um, yeah. we, we definitely will touch on them. We'll definitely, we'll definitely start next week. Uh, hockey starts tomorrow night for the hockey fans out there. So, um, soccer's in the playoff swing for the MLS, uh, playoff chase. So, I guess go United, go Golden Knights, go Braves. Go Braves, and I'm going to leave on this song. Again. I hate out there.